Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to another episode of Finance with Fernando. I am your host, Fernando John DeCunha, aka the Mortgage Maverick. I hope you're staying safe and well. Uh, today is another informative episode that will not only help people buying or selling real estate, but also professionals when negotiating as a buyer's agent or a listing agent um, on what specific terms go into um, negotiating the price or finding the best deal for your home buyer. Uh, today's topic is actually in reference to seller's concessions or a seller credit. And I chose this topic because a lot of my clients who are putting low down payments um, when financing homes, they're constantly looking for ways to save on their cash to close. And uh, what I mean by that is, is that they may be looking to purchase something, but may, may not have the immediate cash available to pay for not only the down payment, but also the closing costs and any taxes that may be due at closing. And a seller's concession or a seller's credit is a great way to supplement that cash and still have the availability for the seller to sell their home and the buyer to buy a home, even though they may not have the cash today. So that being said, I'm going to separate a seller's concession and a seller's credit. I'm going to cover the concession part of it first because that is a little more in-depth and a little more intricate. Um, So let's hop into it as far as the concession is concerned. So there are different terms for a seller's concession, and I'm going to use the term concession simply because that's the way I'm accustomed to explaining it. Um, You may Google this topic, what is a concession versus a seller credit, and you'll get different feedback. And before I make an episode, I always try and Google and research what I'm about to discuss just so I get a a broad understanding of what consumers are educating themselves with. Um, And the consensus is basically all the same on the internet about, you know, about a concession or a credit. Um, I found some stuff about small business lending, which is completely separate, obviously, than buying buying or selling real estate, but I'm going to give you my take on it. So a seller's concession is a great tool for a seller to offer a credit towards closing costs or taxes at closing while still getting the price that they want for their home. Okay, so it sounds too good to be true, right? The seller is giving a credit to the buyer, and the seller is still netting the amount that they want to sell the house for. How does this work? So the way it works is, is that while the real estate agent, the buyer's agent, and the listing agent are negotiating the price, depending on the financing that the buyer is obtaining, whether it's conventional financing, which previous episodes exp- explained what conventional financing uh, means whether it's a jumbo loan, a Fannie Mae loan, a Freddie Mac loan, that's considered conventional financing. The buyer is allowed to get a three up to a three percent seller's concession for conventional financing, and if it's government financing, which falls under your FHA, your Fa- Federal Housing Administration, or your VA loans, which is Veteran Affairs loans, if it's government financing for the buyer, they're allowed to get up to six percent in a seller's concession. So the way the concession works is if if the mortgage person pre-qualifies the buyer, explains to the agent and to the to the clients, to the buyers, you know, you're able to purchase this property, you could afford the property, you have the ability to repay the loan, your credit is within guidelines, so you could, you know, you could get pre-qualified based on your credit, but 
you're slightly short cash to close, or maybe the client isn't short cash to close, and they just want a cushion for their assets. So they want to not use all of their assets when buying the real estate. They want to have some money left over for furniture or moving expenses or just emergency funds in case something breaks when they move in. The seller's concession is the right option, okay, in that sense. Now, while negotiating, the buyer and seller's agents will have to work with the mortgage person to say, okay, well, how much of a concession could these clients use based on their lending option? And we're going to use a conventional example. So let's say it's up to 3%. What will happen is, is the lender will say, based on this purchase price, whatever that amount is, they could obtain up to a 3% concession and that concession amount will be X. Okay. And what will happen is the buyer's agent will say, Hi, listing agent. My client is looking to buy this home, and I'm going to use a general number. Let's say for two hundred thousand. Okay, my client wants to buy the home for two hundred thousand, but they're looking for a seller's concession, and they're allowed to get a concession up to three percent because they're obtaining conventional financing. the The seller's uh, agent will then say, "Okay, that means that the the home has to appraise not only for the two hundred thousand, but also." allow for that 3% concession in the value, which would be 6000 So what's happening now is the buyer and seller's agent are agreeing that the property will be purchased for 206000 and that 6000 will then be given back from the seller to the buyer at closing to pay for closing costs and taxes, you see. Now, a seller's concession is somewhat risky and sometimes frowned upon in the real estate agent, uh, the real estate industry, I should say, simply because it requires a higher appraised value. And typically, when an agent, a listing agent, is presenting a property to the market, the value that they're presenting it at, they've researched this value. So, for a two hundred thousand dollar sale, you know, six thousand dollars isn't much of a variance from that two hundred thousand uh, dollar price point. But if you're selling a home, let's say for five hundred thousand, and now you have a three percent concession, that's fifteen thousand dollars. So that fifteen thousand dollars sway may not actually come in when the appraiser goes out and valuates the home. So there's there's more risk associated with accepting a buyer uh, requesting a seller's concession. So just be aware of that. It doesn't mean that they they immediately turn you down, but if there are multiple offers for a specific property, sometimes the seller will look at a seller's concession as a negative uh, a negative option for them to accept, a negative offer. Um, so the way, once again, the concession is basically taking the purchase price, building in a 3% uh, concession from the seller to the buyer, okay, for a conventional loan, or if it's a government loan, you could get up to 6% as a concession from the seller to the buyer. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the concession still allows the client to get, the buyer to get some type of credit, keeping cash in their pocket, financing a higher loan, a higher purchase price. But as long as that valuation still allows them to get that concession, they'll be okay. They'll still be able to close and they keep money in their pocket and the seller still nets whatever they want as far as the, the sale price of their home. Okay. Now, the way this works in comparison to the seller's credit is very different. Now, a seller's credit is a bona fide credit. Now, I use these two different terms, concession and credit, because throughout my career, 
I've heard both terms concession and credit, and I've, I've had transactions, and I have two of them right now, where there's a credit on one and there's a concession on another. Now, most professionals will use the term concession and credit as one and the same. They are different, and this is why I use different terms in this, this episode. A seller's credit, in my eyes, and this is my opinion, and most of my research through the internet has shown that a lot of other sources believe a concession and credit should be termed that way, and, and, and there's a difference in, in such. But a seller credit, to me, basically means it's a bona fide credit from the seller to the buyer. And what I mean by a bona fide credit is the seller will put in contract, I'm giving you $5,000 at closing. And what that means is that $5,000 is coming out of the net proceeds that the seller would receive in selling the home. Okay, so my example for a concession is clients buying a $200,000 property, they want a 3% concession, which would be $6,000. The purchase price would be $206,000 in total. And then at closing, the seller would give the buyer $6,000 as a credit, but still sells the house and net, and gets net proceeds for $200,000. A seller credit, take that same example, $200,000 sale price. They're giving, let's say, a I'll use $6,000 to keep things equal. They're giving a $6,000 seller credit, not concession. Now, their net proceeds isn't off of a sale price of $200,000. It would be off of $194,000 because they are automatically giving $6,000 of their net proceeds to the buyer at closing. Do you see what I mean? So the difference in the concession and the credit is the concession, it's built into the financing of the buyer. For a credit, it's not built into any purchase price or financing. It's just a gift. That's the best way to look at it. It is a gift from the seller to the buyer. Okay. Now, most clients will say, well, why don't I ask the seller for a credit? Why do I, you know, why ask them for a concession? Because most people don't want to give you free money. I mean, I know that kind of sounds ridiculous, but if someone lists their property for 200000 to go, you know, to ask for the, the person to actually give you a credit, it's basically asking them to give you money out of their pocket. Now that sometimes will work depending on um, how long the property has been on the market or if, you know, let's say there's a personal relationship between you and the seller. And when I say personal, meaning like they want to help you as a buyer and stuff like that, credit I've seen credits happen. Now, seller credits typically come into play after an inspection is done and there's work that needs to be done to the property the, bu the buyer is purchasing. So let's say there's agreed upon terms in the beginning, the inspection's done, the inspector finds out that there's a central air conditioning unit that has to be replaced that will cost $3,000. The seller may say, I'm not replacing it prior to closing, I'm gonna give you a credit of $3,000. That is a seller's credit, that would make sense. Um, the concession portion of it comes into play more so as you're negotiating the terms of the purchase, not after the inspection. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. I just want to separate those two because I've had a lot of real estate agents come to me and say the client's getting a concession, and then I look at the credit. I, I'm sorry, I look at the contract. I should say, and it's either I it's either a credit because there is issues on the property, um, or you know the the something happened, right, to basically warrant the credit. Um, and it's not a concession where it's be being built into the financing. So that terminology sometimes will be confusing for clients because 
you know, at the end of the day, sometimes professionals in the real estate industry, depending on the area and market they're located in, they use terms either meaning the same thing or they have them mixed up or what have you. So um, that's just something to be aware of this, the, the, the details of whether the concession is building it into the financing or the credit is where you're just getting a credit at closing. Okay. Um, any type of concession or credit could be used to pay for multiple things uh, in the transaction for the buyer. So for example, it could pay for like a cost of a survey. It could pay for any type of title insurance or title fees, which include like the recording fee of the mortgage, uh, transfer taxes, aka mortgage tax. Um, if there are any unpaid property taxes, that could help at closing to pay for those property taxes. Um, you know, out of out of uh, in the form of a credit, you know, from the the seller, any attorney fees, home inspection fees, if a home warranty is requested. Um, you know, any real estate taxes that may be due from the buyer, uh, can be provided in a concession or a credit from the seller. So there is ways to actually make the deal work still. And, and that's why I chose this topic. I thought it was very important, you know, where, you know, a lot of clients, especially first time home buyers will approach me and they say, well, I want to buy a home, but I don't feel I have enough money. And the first thing is, is that a lot of clients, and I've discussed this in the past, they think that they have to put the 20% down. They don't have to. They have options with as little as 3% down on financing. Um, but the, the the concession or the credit allow you to even get that much more of a home because it, it, even if you're allowed to or able to do the 3% down, there still are going to be closing costs, real estate taxes that are going to be due. And that concession or credit could really be a difference maker to get you in the home that you and your family want and need. So that being said, this wraps up a seller's concession versus seller's credit topic. Hopefully this was extremely useful. I try to be as detailed as possible in explaining it. Um, <clears throat> that's why I use examples as well. Thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, please take care of each other. And as I mentioned at the end of every episode, I could help you finance your first, next, and last home. Please share, enjoy, be well. Thank you again. See you on the next one.